Welcome back to Typically Unique. This is part two of our funny stories that we have from the hospital. Some funny and lighthearted ones. Um, when we left off last, last episode, we were talking about the tournaments that Aiden had. Yes, and um, thank you, Pocahontas. But um, <laughs> I want to talk a little bit about... Um, uh, you know, so we had that one foosball tournament that, you know, I got a little carried away with and, um, we started doing other ones. So I started building a bunch of brackets, the child life specialists, um, started, uh, helping try to recruit other people to, um, uh, come in and join some of the tournaments based on, you know, what they were interested in doing. So if it was a video game like Mario Kart at the time, you know, if they played that, we did, uh, those tournaments, if it was foosball, um, so, so just doing some things, try to make it fun. You know, we would go to, uh, each patient's room and tell them that it was their turn to play. So, um, you know, there was a little buzz going on on the floor, you know, for something that Aiden helped, uh, develop. And after we did a couple tournaments, he's like, you know, we should have like a traveling trophy, um, for these tournaments. And, um, so we thought, you know, Hey, let's ask the child life specialist that maybe they could buy one or something. And um, Aiden actually suggested of making one. And um, this is what he came up with. Yeah, she jumped all over that. Yeah. She was looking for ways to connect with him. Anything you could do craft-wise, the child life specialist was there. But mm-hmm. um, this kind of abstract V for victory, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> um, and then there was like a little nameplate here. There was like a little whiteboard. We could wipe the name off and either yep. put the person's name on it and then when the next tournament started we'd wipe this off and bring this to the next hold it close yeah there you go so um like aluminum foil base on the bottom (laughs) but it's it's all solid yeah and um this was the trophy that he made and um i was the first official winner of the trophy (laughs) (laughs) but i think it ultimately ended up with aiden at the end so that's why he ended up taking it home so I thought that was kind of neat that he was involved in that. He didn't do a lot of those things, but when he was focused on something um, like that, he would do it. The trophy, the brackets would be out on big chart paper Mm -hmm. and we would write in everybody's name. So we would watch the tournament as it went along. Um, So he would always, you know, take his IV pole, walk out of the room and kind of see who won the next round and who he'd be facing in the next round. So he really... He really enjoyed that. And these tournaments weren't just the kids. These were like the kids and the, all their dads. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or moms if they wanted to join. <laughs> yeah, but it was mostly the dads. Yeah, mostly the dads. <laughs> and and it's funny because uh, one of the uh, couples, uh, families that we kind of made friends with, um, uh, we had talked about in a previous episode, the mom who was rocking, rocking the baby, the baby. Mm-hmm. you know, the very first time we walked in and you know, that baby just crying all the time and her just always being on the bed, rocking that baby. And, um, I got to know, Kim got to know her really well. I got to know the husband who was, um, uh, he was in the military, maybe, um, Mm -hmm. you know, still in the guard unit or something. So, or in some type of active duty still. And, um, you know, he was doing recruiting and stuff and, you know, but he had done some military service and, um, one of the tournaments that were coming up was the, um, I think, Call of Duty uh, tournament that Aiden was just all about that. Yep. And, um, you know, Aiden liked to 
talk a little trash now and then, you know, about, you know, hey, I know how to play these games. You know, I'm pretty good. You have no chance. Well, the military father came over and he says, hey, I'll be in this tournament, you know, and Aiden started getting in on him a little bit. You know, you have no chance. Good luck. (laughs) And um, he's like, look, I'm in the military. This is what I do for a living. I'm a professional. There's no chance you're winning this tournament. And Aiden kind of side eyed him a little bit and kind of looked over and said, you're a recruiter, not a shooter. (laughs) (laughs) And Carlos was like, oh my God, I can't believe you just said that. I fell on the floor (laughs) because I wanted to be respectful, but I fell on the floor. But that guy, he took it very (laughs) well. Yeah, he took it very well. He's like, like, just kind of shook his head and slowly backed out of the room, right? (laughs) You know, but uh, I thought it was, uh, you know, just aided, kind of being aided a little bit there. And uh, I thought that was kind of funny, but... um, so Aiden would spend a lot of time, you know, we we were stuck in the room, you know, sometimes, but Aiden really wanted to go to the game room, and then a lot of the kids would go to bed early, so Aiden would stay up later, right, and mm-hmm. go to the game room a lot, and um, so <clears throat> Aiden wasn't really feeling good this one day, but he wanted to practice, right? He wanted to practice. Um, to make sure he could win these tournaments and stuff. And um, a lot of the games that we had were our own, right? You know, that Aiden was pretty proficient in. Right. They weren't shared. We weren't borrowing them from the, they were ours that we brought from home. Right. He would take to the game room and he would share, but still you don't want to leave things laying around to get destroyed or things like that. So we had kind of put, you know, so Aiden has this big IV pole that goes with him everywhere. And on the bottom are some hooks. So what we did is we put um, a bag, a tote bag. One of my teacher totes. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) And it would fit a PlayStation perfectly inside of it. So we would put the PlayStation inside the tote. He would hang the tote onto the IV pole. Yep. He would walk down to the game room with this. And then when he was done, he would keep the game in there, but just take the wires out and hook them up and, Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. But... When he was done, he could just undo the wires, put it in the bag, Shove him in the bag, and then walk back down with the um, mm-hmm. with the IV pole. So it's a pretty quick change type of thing. He could do it pretty fast. Yep. But um, he really wasn't feeling well this day, and um, but he wanted to practice, and um, so I went down to check on him, and he said, "You know, Dad, I'm not feeling too well." And I said, "Hey, look," I go. Um, you know, if you're not feeling well and if you need to throw up or go to the restroom or anything, um, if you start feeling it, leave. Don't wait to the last minute because he's the king of the last minute, right? He'll just wait to the last minute. I don't know where he gets that from, the king of the last minute. But um, I'm the last minute queen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, so he, you know, would wait. And I said, look, don't wait because you don't want to leave your game down here. And, you know, last time you left down here, you know, some other kids started playing it. They were playing a little too rough. You got, you know. He got irritated. He got irritated, you know, so that's why we made this little tote for him, right? So he's down in the game room. I check in on him. He's like, yeah, I'm not feeling that well, but, you know, I got to practice for this tournament, right? So he's playing Call of Duty or whatever it was. Um, He, so I'm back in the room. He's been down there for a half hour after he was saying he wasn't feeling that well. So I'm back in the room and I'm actually 
in the middle of the room. I'm actually doing some work stuff on my computer, you know, trying to get some things done with a little bit of quiet time that we had, that I had. So I'm trying to get some work done. This is late at night, um, you know, before we went to bed. And all of a sudden, the door just <laughs> burst open, you know, totally shocked me, scared me back in my seat. And it's Aiden and he's hunched over. He's like, I gotta go to the restroom. He burst open the bathroom door and it stays open. And he's hunched over and he's just like sweaty and pale. And he goes to sit down on the toilet. And the moment he took his pants off to go to the restroom and kind of squatted to sit down, an explosion happened of which I have never seen in my life. And it was everywhere. The literal south side <laughs> These are the, of the this bathroom <laughs> was covered in poop. It was horrific. And it was the shower. It was the toilet. It was the sink. It was the mirror. It was covered it was like tmi we know and party potty humor <laughs> but uh you know this is the kind of situation that it happens and we have to deal with maybe not funny at the time but looking back on it all these years later you know yes embarrassing but still a, a funny story but and so aiden's just at this point just standing there because <laughs> he did what he had to do it just happened to be against the south wall you know, and he's just standing there and I'm at the threshold of the bathroom at this point, like, oh my God, what do we do? So I go back, I hit the nurse's button and we just so happen to have like baby wipes and stuff like that. Right. Cause I, things we accumulated along the way cause we needed it for something for I, something. I and I couldn't put him in the shower, you know, to take a shower because the shower was covered you know, um, the shower curtain, every, it was just a mess. I always missed, luckily, always missed these, the bloody nose I wasn't there for, this I wasn't there for, so. So Aiden's like standing there, so the nurse comes in, an oh my God moment, right? Um, she calls some people, literally a biohazard team mm -hmm. came into the room, like three or four people. Um, actually in biohazard suits, practically, you know, with the mask, with the little breathing. Yeah, you filter. have to. Yeah. And they start cleaning the bathroom. Thank goodness. I'm cleaning Aiden with baby wipes, you know, cause that's. And his clothes, and changing everything. Yeah. Just, just I changing everything. Pulled his clothes off. I threw him in like a garbage Get bag or something. Get rid of the something. slippers. Get rid of the socks. Get, Get rid, rid of, of everything. everything. So, you know, and he's still hooked up to the IV pole. So I have to be careful. I still yeah. have to wipe him off. I, you know, all this stuff. So I finally get him cleaned up, change his clothes. He comes back, you know, in the, near his bed. He's sitting on the other bed and he goes, Whew. he goes, Hey, I feel better now. I'm going to go back to the game room and just, practice a little bit more is that all right and I said so I looked at him dead in the eye I said Aiden yes you can go back to the game room I help you come in set it up so we go back down to the game room you know he's nice clean fresh the biohazard team is still working in the bathroom and I tell him I say look 
if you feel anything, don't wait to the last minute. Come back to the room, you know, come back early. He's like, yeah, I know you told me you were right, you know, da, 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 you know, but he's kind of looking past me. He wants to start playing his game. I said, okay. I said, just come back to the room if anything happens. So I go back to the room, you know, I'm finishing off what I'm doing because now I just, you know, the people are about to leave. I'm finishing off what I'm doing. The biohazard team leaves, you know, everything's changed and clean. I'm settling. I'm finishing up, you know, a few emails or something. Boom. The door burst open again. I'm like, you're kidding me. He runs into the he bathroom. He's not kidding. He, <laughs> he, in fact, was not kidding. Yeah. He <laughs> runs into the bathroom again, tries to sit down. Exact same thing happens twice. <laughs> I would have been mortified. I just, oh my God. I was like, Aiden, what are you doing? He's like, I'm sick. I, 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 I remember can't. this is effects of chemo. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, God bless him. Like, you just can't. <laughs> And I know it's embarrassing and everything, but I mean, he would hate to is, hear this these, story. Yeah, we're not saying it to embarrass anybody, but it's just real life. These things happen, you know. He's a teenage kid; and he's just wanting to play his video games, and these are the stories we have. So after that, I get him cleaned up again. I get all his clothes put in a bag. Now he's almost out of clothes, right? Because it was probably closer to the end of the week. And we did laundry once a week. So now I have to go down and do laundry because he burned through three set of clothes. Yeah, like and in, another resource in a couple they had minutes. There. Yeah. Like washer dryer right down the floor right. that you could use. So I'm like, look, you're going to bed. You're staying in here. You know, we'll put something on TV, but you need the bathroom to be two feet away from you, not mm -hmm. 20 yards. Yeah. You know, so I go down, I start doing some laundry. <laughs> He's laying in the bed. And, um, uh, I wait until the biohazard team is done before I go down and do the laundry. And that I'm, poor team. Oh I'm apologizing profusely, and they were like, hmm, "You know, we've seen it before. It's happened not twice in <laughs> a half hour, <laughs> right? But we've seen it before." And um, so there would be some times that you know we would let Ada go to the game room. Sometimes he was confined to his room, whether he was on room arrest or it was quiet time. So we were always trying to find, you know, some things for him to do in the room. And um, especially when you get confined. So yeah. if he was having that stomach issue, they would have told him to stay in the room. Yeah, which I think they should have done the first time. Right. But I think they cut him a break. And then after mm -hmm. the second time, he was under room arrest. Right. So, um, so we were stuck in the room and, um, you know, we just tried to find ways he and I to still trying to make it fun, still trying to make it fun. But, um, I think Kim mentioned in one of the previous episodes that, um, we would make bets on the vitals, the vital signs, like what was his temperature? What was his oxygen level? Uh, blood pressures, just stuff like that, you know, uh -huh. and we would make bets. And, um, you know, it was just kind of football season started too. So, you know, we would bet on football games, you know, and I would be, you know, I'd always pick like the dog, you know, whoever was not supposed to win. I'd be like, oh, I think the Cleveland Browns are going to win <laughs> against the New England Patriots, right? You know, and, you know, I would bet him like a candy bar. To Sorry, a, Browns fans. <laughs> yeah, to a dollar bill or something, you know, and, Aiden would clean my clock, you know, on betting, but 
it gave him a reason to like watch the game. You know, hopefully, it doesn't turn into a you know a, <laughs> right. a gambleholic Start or something. <laughs> but um, but that was just another way that we tried to um, you know make it fun. And um, you know, betting was one of those things. You know, just so if there was something on TV he would have an interest in it, you know, a bit beyond just, but it became this game. thing. And one of the things that they would try to win were somehow candy bars got involved. And oh, I yeah. don't know, usually that's not something we weren't usually having around, but it got to the point where I was having to like order a case of like Paydays. certain, yeah. <laughs> hey, can you order a case of these candy bars? I mean, it's, it, yeah, just funny and ridiculous. Because that was our currency up <laughs> that there. That was the currency. That was the currency yep. that we used. So, and it was a treat for people too, you know. And um, but and yeah. when Aiden won them, he had a stockpile, and so then he handed them out to people, and it just became another icebreaker for him. So even though it seems like a silly thing to do um it can lead to you know some positive outcomes like that so and i think at this point um i kind of want to introduce and maybe we could talk about them more in, in later episodes but i want to introduce two people because aiden was very you know he wasn't very social uh i think mm -hmm. in things that he wanted to do like the tournaments he would be social in that regard um Otherwise, he wasn't very social. Um, you know, he didn't speak to a lot of people, didn't talk to a lot of people about what was going on with him. Um, he kept a lot of things inside. Not to initiate it. He wouldn't initiate it. But if someone joined him in his activity, uh, I think he was more mm, communicative. But nah, if no, not really. He was, uh, there was a couple people that we're going to introduce that he was but if other people initiated those conversations, he was not. He would not. No, have right. those, yeah, he would right. not have those conversations. You know, occasionally, like, um, you know, if there was some kids that were talking about similar things that they were going through, he would have that conversation. Yes. But feelings. Yeah, emotions, that was my point. That was, yeah. That's what I was trying to say. Yeah. Feelings, emotions. He would never share that. Rarely share that. Um, even with us, sometimes he would be, oh, that's annoying or, you know, that, I don't like that, you know. But um, <laughs> he made a connection and we talked a little bit about it uh, previously that um, there was a nurse's station outside of our room. Mm -hmm. and uh, there was a lot of activity during normal working hours, but Ada was kind of a night owl, so when things got a little bit boring, you know, and there weren't a lot of people around, he would go out to this nurse's station, which was basically just one person kind of sitting there the whole time. We'll call her Stacy. Mm -hmm. um, so Stacy was at this nurse's station. She wasn't a nurse. Um, she was just, you know, an administrator or, you know, did administrative duties yep. for the floor and um, kind of like the business manager of, you know, the patients and what was going on. You could always ask her, hey, what's happening over there? What's happening over here? And she was no nonsense. She was kind of, I think the kids were in a very scary situation, right? And um, nurses would talk about medical things. Doctors would talk about medical things. PCAs would talk about metal, medical things. Stacy would be like, your, your, you know, hair's a mess. Or, right. you know, you look frumpy today. She kept it real. <laughs> she kept it real. And Aiden just loved that. Mm -hmm. He loved that little sense of normalcy 
with Stacy, who just was completely, I mean, it was like you weren't even at Rainbow Babies and Children's. You were at, you know, kind of a neighborhood gathering, and one of our neighbors was telling some funny stories or, you know, teasing each other or, you know, just. Yeah, a lot of teasing. Yeah, but it was just so, you know, it just felt natural. It felt so he actually opened up a little bit and then we kind of introduce um, and let's call him Matt. Right. So there was a father of another patient who was um, uh, he used pretty fruity, fruity language. Um, um, I, 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 colorful, colorful, colorful language, colorful language. Um, he was definitely street smart, if I could say something like that. Uh, very tall, so big, intimidating person. Big um, personality, big, tall guy. Loud, boisterous. Fun. And, you know, I'm not, I don't swear. Um, not that we haven't heard that in our household before, but <laughs> I, don't, I don't swear. Um, and I haven't told a joke since the mid 1980s. Um, I tell funny stories, but I don't tell a joke, right? So I think I was woke before woke was a thing. <laughs> but um, so in our house, I didn't use colorful language, you know? Um, so, but it was every other word with this guy. And Aiden was just like, holy smokes. First he was shocked. And then I think he was like intrigued. Like, <laughs> yeah, wow, what is this, right? And this Matt was just, super real right you know he was just to the point no sugarcoating anything um just like stacy and these two people aiden really latched on to um he ended up building a really nice relationship with matt's son which mm -hmm. we'll talk about in a future episode and really had a great relationship with stacy mm -hmm. um and we would have probably late at night, um, we would go out to the um, nurse's station and sit there and just talk for two, three hours before Aiden would finally go to bed. And that was... It was the gathering place at night. Yes. Just to go out there. Everybody else is sleeping. It's quiet. You know, it's not the normal bustle of the day. Uh, there's just very few staff members, so it was just quiet, dim lights, and Always some the lights real were down. conversations yes. happened at that time. And yeah, and to to even talk about that a little bit more, you know, those real conversations were deep, um, mm -hmm. even for a 12, 13 year old kid, right? I mean, they were deep, and um, Aiden at sometimes would say quit sugarcoating stuff with me tell me exactly what's going on and uh matt definitely would <laughs> right you know and um you know stacy would help you know facilitate those conversations you know even when we started talking about things that most kids shouldn't probably have those conversations about and hear you know, she would facilitate that, you know, hey, how does that make you feel? Is this something we should talk about? You know, do you want to leave this for tomorrow? I mean, I don't know what type of training this woman had. I don't know, you know, if this was just on the job training or she went to school for this, but she was excellent at her job, you know, and I don't know if 
It was her personality. It like, had to I, be. She just. I don't know if Rainbow Babies and Children knew the diamond yep. that they had truly sitting at that desk. Truly. Right. Yep. She was like my saving grace because she would say it to me too. Like, I, cause I didn't come out of the room. I was, everybody was afraid of me cause I was mean to everybody and just complained about everything. And I hate that now looking back on it, but I just, when I get scared, I just know that's the way I act. But she just told, when I finally did come out and start talking to her and I would like maybe make a comment like that, like, Oh yeah, I was right. She'd be like, yeah. Yep, you were. Yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, they're mad at you. Yes. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but she would do it in a way that, all right, what can we do to, you know, make it better? And, yeah. And if that makes you feel better, Kim, then stick with it, right? Because you're going through this. Yeah. You know, they're at their job. You know, you are living a life event. And if you need that to relieve the pressure or the frustration, you know, she would have those conversations with Kim and sooner than later, I mean, you ended up at the nurse's station, you know, probably more than she typically would have been there. So, Oh yeah. Cause it was just so inviting and then it wasn't, yes, it would be serious and those things like that, but it would be hilarious too at times because, um, Matt that we were talking about was, from the local area so he was close to home so he would come and go and he would come back with some stories of what had been going on or he'd come back just in a really great happy mood and <laughs> and didn't hide you know, it why he was in a great no, happy mood either no hiding and nobody was really upset about it and <laughs> you know get, he'd kind of get the party started out at the nurse's desk you know when everybody was out there late at night so and would be as docile as, hey, I'm going to bake some cookies for people on oh, the floor. Yeah. I mean, mm -hmm. it was just two extremes. And, um, you know, we all kind of, we kind of built that nucleus, that foundation, that bond. Yeah. And um, I think that this is, you know, at least for this portion of the story, mm -hmm. I think kind of sets up like, you know, we're into it full, full boogie now. You know, we've established our routine mm -hmm. we've taken stock in advantage of some of the amenities um you know we've been able to turn a completely gloomy situation and try to have some fun mm -hmm. you know and comfort in that and um it's just sad that there are some really dark dim days ahead um in this story but um not sure if we'll go there next, but um, maybe we'll just keep it a secret as to what our next episode will be about. Well, I th on our next episode, we are going to talk about what it was like leading up to get getting to go home because mm -hmm. we've gone through this, you know, whole si first cycle of treatment um, and what we dealt with with that. And so, what was it like to get to some of those happy days? And what was it like when we got to spend time at home? So we will see you on the next episode for that. Bye. Good job, baby. <laughs> <laughs>